the power of community and just aligning yourself with like-minded people is so fucking powerful like you don't need to be this lone wolf that oh i can do everything on my own and i don't need any help from nobody like no fuck that you want to align yourself with people who are on your same wavelength who are understand your vision who fucking cheer you on who want to see you win and if you have people in your life right now that are the complete opposite they gotta go hey homegirls this is your host and certified life coach Bren J. Toxic and Recovery is a personal development podcast meant to inspire and uplift millennial Latinas. In this podcast, we consider our toxic states and traits our inner toxica, and therefore we're on recovery to live our best lives. So join me on this journey as we grow alongside each other and see who we become in this process. All right. Hi, Leanne. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on. I'm like super excited. I'm like a huge fan and and you've been helping me so much with my podcast and just me and my journey like, whoo, girl, you know, Um, (laughs) it's an honor to be here. Thank you for the invite. Thank you so much. So before I even get into anything, I just want to go ahead and ask the first of just like if you could introduce yourself in your own words. Yes, absolutely. Hi, everybody. Anyone who's meeting me for the first time, my name is Leanne. I am the creator and host of the Watch Us Thrive podcast, which is my baby. It's turning one on January 1st. I can't believe it's only Yes, so shout out to me being consistent um, with something, honestly, like for the first time ever in my life. But um what is the Watch Us Dive podcast? It is a personal development podcast that talks about a lot of uncomfortable, taboo topics that people don't like to talk about. My little tagline is, we talk about the shit that you don't want to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. And the the energy and the why behind that is because we all have a story to tell. We all have shit that we've gone through. And for those who don't know, I am a domestic violence survivor. And in me going through that experience, I wanted to create a place for me to share what I've gone through. And that's really how it started, just me talking about my life experiences even before that relationship. But it has blossomed into such a beautiful, honest, real platform where people come on to share their own stories and life experiences around whatever situations they've gone through in life, whatever traumas they've gone through. I've had episodes featuring people talking about suicidal ideation. You were a guest on the show, um, talked about statutory rape. We've talked about child abuse, domestic violence, just really traumatic and profound experiences that people have gone through. And I'm really trying to create this platform to create a safe space for people to be open and vulnerable and honest and hopefully help someone who may be listening who doesn't have a voice or is afraid to speak up and share what they've gone through. You know, with my whole life experience of the whole domestic violence thing, when I went through it, during that moment, I felt so alone. I never saw that growing up. I never knew anyone in my family or my friendships that experienced that and it wasn't until I decided to share my story with the world 
that I realized, holy shit, this happens so much more than we even know about. And it's because we don't talk about it, because there's this stigma around the shit that we've gone through, because there's such barriers around mental health and healing and all this shit. There's still such a huge stigma around it. And I'm trying to break down those walls and those barriers with my platform. And so far, so good. Like, people like it. I don't know. I think I think it's dope. I don't know. But <laughs> that's a little bit about me. Absolutely. You know, when I first heard about your podcast, and so here's a little background. Yeah, so I just be, uh, came out on her podcast. Or That episode hasn't been released yet, but we already coming did the soon, interview. Yeah. And um, so when I first heard about your podcast... Uh, I saw that you because you put like trigger warnings and all this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, "Ooh!" I knew that there had been something I had been wanting to talk about for a long time. And I'll let you guys wait to hear that story on her podcast, because um, that's probably one of the few times and only times that I want to tell that story. Um, but I knew that one day I was going to have to share that story, but I never felt safe enough to do it. And after listening to your other episodes and the way that you were and the vibe just the vibe that you put out that it's okay that you're not gonna sit there fucking judging me or yeah. like no that you're gonna fucking get it that you you know um after I listened to a few and then I reached out to you and then I was like okay I'm ready and I we talk about it on your podcast like I have a conversation yeah. with my husband like I prepare myself for this and I think that that's part of the healing journey like we have to make sure that the groundwork is ready to do the part that we got to feel and the shit that we don't got to say, like, like you said, like in your tagline, you know, like all the shit that nobody wants to fucking talk about, but that we need to, because until we finally talk about it and feel it and heal it, like it's not going to go anywhere. It's That's just fact. suppressing it, you know? Yep. Um. So again, like all my, my hats off to you and everything that you've done because you've created a community for us to feel safe and talk about this shit, because this is shit that we don't even really talk to our families about. That Absolutely. most of us, our families are going to hear for the first time on probably these podcasts. And they're going to be yeah. like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and that's why I was like, so like when you asked me to come out, I was like, hell fucking yeah, because you are doing the same thing. Your episodes, they've only been solo episodes that I've listened to. But just the vulnerability that you've had talking about shit that I'm like, I'm listening, I'm like, yo, I felt that same way or I, f I am feeling that same way. And just to know that there is at least one person out there, that person being you, that fucking gets it, it is so healing in my own personal development journey. And I know it's helping so many other people out there who aren't brave enough to reach out and be like, yo, I get it too. So that's why I think it's so beautiful that me and you and other people are creating these safe spaces to have these important ass conversations because we are not alone. And especially in those moments when we feel so fucking alone, there's so many people who can relate, who are, you know, going through those feelings of shame and guilt and anger and sadness and all this shit. And to be able to have this, this platform to vocalize the feelings that everyone else is feeling next level healing like so fucking powerful so shout out to you too thank you for what you're doing because you're killing it sis for oh, real thank you thank you Absolutely. no so yeah with with what you just said right now I want to go really into um 
something that I had been just earlier that I was thinking about that I wrote down because I was like, I don't want to forget. Um, mm-hmm. People right now that it's like becoming the thing to like heal and the conversation of trauma is coming up a lot more. And some mm-hmm. people are just like, oh, it's bullshit, you know, and some people are all about it. Some people are like, it's a scam, you know, because, yeah, you see all kinds of like this trick helped me get out of the anxiety and depression. Right. It's very trendy right <laughs> like the trauma yes. it's, it's very on trend yeah yes okay so there you go that's the word I was looking for so very trendy and um and I think that people are starting to confuse that because it's so trendy because everybody's talking about it that this is going to be something easy to do <laughs> and I'm like there is a difference and I wanted to talk to you about the difference between simple and easy mm. people mm. think because it sounds so simple right feel your shit heal your shit, set some boundaries, you know, these are the tools, blah, 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 right? Like you can explain it in a fucking minute TikTok or whatever. So therefore people are like, oh, that's so simple. I can do that. That's so easy. But I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Simple, yes. Easy, no. Um, And I gave my, and I was like talking to my husband about it. And I was just like, what is it called when people like bench press or like deadlift? Like I was like, are those the exercises? He was like, yeah. And and he was like, can I ask why you're talking about that and I was like yeah because that I think is a good way to explain to people the difference between simple and easy I know that you've been getting back into the workout game right now so it's just like you know it's like if you said oh you're gonna bench press or deadlift these 500 pounds the concept is simple you're like oh I'm gonna pick up this shit like I'm gonna put the weights on it I'm gonna pick it up I'm gonna put it down whatever right it's simple people get that but now try picking up 500 pounds especially if you haven't been to the gym (laughs) Try try picking up 500 pounds and your form is off. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, if you really think about it, Woo! like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do a deadlift or I'm going to do a bench press or whatever. But you have no fucking idea how to do it. What's going to happen? You're going to injure yourself. Right. And then what? Then you're going to fall into this hole like, oh, I tried and it didn't work. So woe is me. But no you need yeah it sounds easy but when you really get into the nitty-gritty with whatever it is that you're going through you gotta take baby steps you gotta really like take your time with it because like i said if you jump straight in with no fucking life jacket on what the fuck is gonna happen you understand what i'm saying yep yep and so i i wanted to get that point out there across because right now Mm -hmm. the work you're doing and i see that i actually don't know i don't know what your business plans are we haven't talked about nothing like that but i feel like at some point i could definitely see you coaching i could definitely see you you know helping Mm -hmm. these communities and giving these speeches like those are the vibes that you put off to me you know so i'm just like when you get there people need to understand that oh you're not gonna hire me and then like in six weeks all of a sudden all the shit that you went through as a child the trauma the aces like i know you got adverse childhood experiences those do not go away in 12 weeks those do not go away in a year they might (laughs) never go away exactly and that's why i have toxic recovery I hear like, uh, you know, I have family who is in AA and they say like they tell you, I wish you a long recovery because mm-hmm. it's going to be forever now. You yep. forever have had these shit happen to you. And I think, oh, I got chills with that one. Mm-hmm. We have had to build up these walls that turned around and maybe to the outside perspective, like they're like, oh, that's a toxica. Like maybe somebody saw you fucking acting crazy, going up, uh, breaking a phone, you know, you know the shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) but they didn't get all the other context of like what led you to that point so then you're just like the toxica right so that's why i have the toxica recovery and getting into that i want to know all about your toxica (laughs) i want to know all about your toxicas i Mm. want the listeners to understand like 
this journey. It's a yeah. journey. It's so, a journey. Yes. Let's get into it. Oh, my Toxica. She is... I feel like she has been through a lot of shit. She's gone through a lot of trauma and she has not healed since 2021. Like she has not started her journey to really figuring out why and what happened and all of these things until the night where my life was almost taken from me by my ex-boyfriend. Um, I know one of your questions was like, what was your child, like your, your toxic guy as a child, what was she like? And it's interesting when people ask me about my childhood because there's so many gaps for me. Like, I don't really remember how my childhood was until I like sit down and watch home videos. Like my dad was the type of person that he recorded me and my sister's childhood, like every single thing that you could think of, like he recorded it, which I think it's beautiful because now I have those memories forever. But when I try and sit back and think of like, how was my childhood? I can't remember. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's, I don't know. I still need to figure that out. But from what I can remember of how I was, like my personality growing up, definitely an introvert, I would say. I'm a Virgo, so that's definitely something about us we like to keep to ourselves. Um, I was bullied as a kid, and that really affected me. Um, Not to the point that it ever got physical, but it was a lot of like just name calling. And I remember one time I was, I think, like a freshman in high school. And one guy that I thought was cute, he said that I had frog eyes and that shit stuck with me forever. Like still to this day, I'm 34 years old and I still remember that. I still remember I was walking in the hallway and he was like, you have frog eyes. And I do. I have big eyes, right? I think my eyes are fucking beautiful, beautiful. So fuck him for saying that. But (laughs) there was just a lot of insecurity that I had as a kid into middle school, into high school, and even into as an adult, like, there's a lot, a lot of not feeling good enough, lack of self-worth, no self-love, and I know all of that shit was the reason why I attracted such toxic relationships in my life, Um, and unpacking that and unlearning that and accepting that has probably be probably been one of the hardest things for me in my personal development journey like really sitting down looking in the mirror and being like this is how I felt about myself for so long and it really didn't start truth be told until 2021 what is that almost two years ago so yeah, I mean, it, it's been a journey. The, uh, oh, the, there's just so much. There's, it, it's just this healing journey. Like, there's so many people on social media, and there's a lot of coaches out there that it's just a lot of bullshit. Like, oh, like you said, you buy my program, and in six weeks, you're going to be saved and you're going to be, you know, living your best life. And no, that's not what it is. Like, healing and personal development and doing all this work, it's not you sitting in a Zen position and fucking meditating and listening to yoga music <laughs> and imagining that like rainbows are are farting from the sky of unicorns assholes and everything's just great no 
healing is for me my opinion my definition of healing is getting to the fucking core of all of the shit that you've felt about yourself that you've said about yourself all of the ugliness all of the the ways that you rip yourself apart the way that you talk to yourself like healing that shit looking in the mirror and peeling back those layers and trying to change the way that you've spoken to yourself and thought about yourself for so long that is fucking healing and that shit Mm. is not easy it is so fucking hard to look in the mirror and to take accountability to be like damn i'm probably the reason why my life has turned out the way that it has because of the choices that i made and when i came to that point that is when my life started to change and i didn't do that alone brenda i hired a life coach two life coaches and a psychologist and with working with Mm -hmm. professionals who were able to ask me those uncomfortable questions and have me have those uncomfortable conversations with myself, that is when the healing started for me. But, yo, it's been a fucking journey. Let me tell you something. This shit ain't easy, okay? It's not, they say it all the time, healing is never linear. Yeah, it's a cliche, you know, saying, but it's so fucking true. The way that I say it, that someone said it, um, is healing is very ghetto. (laughs) Do not recommend zero stars. But honestly, as uncomfortable as it's been, it's literally been the thing that has changed me and made a permanent change in my life. So. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I, um, I'll drop the, that little note in here that I, one of the questions I had asked you for this, um, let me read it. Cause I even wrote it down. Mm-hmm. I have put um, in your perspective, what do you think you'd best be able to share with this audience to inspire and motivate them in regards to meet their inner toxica? And you answered, you already know the vibes with us open to anything free flowing combo. <laughs> I was like, and that's when I knew we were officially homegirls because yes. exactly everything that you just said, like even goes into other things that I want to talk to you about because right now you like you said it it gets you out of your comfort zone like it's ghetto yes it's super ghetto like it will get ugly it will be peaceful too quiet it will get messy like it's everything you know um Mm -hmm. so when have you gotten out of your comfort zone the most do you think out of everything when I asked for help like I the type of person that I've always felt like I've been a burden in people's lives for my entire life. Um, You know, I had a kid young and I became a single mom and my parents basically helped raise my daughter. And I know that whole situation has been me feeling like a burden to my family. And that's something that I'm still working through. But, um, me asking for help and really trying to heal all of those feelings that have been coming up since I started my healing journey, like knowing that I don't need to do it alone anymore has been so fucking life-changing for me because I'm the type of person that I will suffer in silence. You ask me what's wrong, I'm going to say nothing. I'm good. But when I'm alone in my room and the lights are off and I'm underneath my covers, then I'm over there crying my eyes out. But ain't nobody going to know what's going on. You know what I mean? So I think me asking for help and just being vulnerable and open and honest with the shit that I've gone through with starting this podcast 
has really, really helped me on my own journey. And I think that can help others too. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't have these feelings of shame and guilt of feeling vulnerable and having to reach out like that. I think that is so fucking powerful for anyone with whatever it is that you're going through, like acknowledging that there's a problem and knowing that you can't heal it or fix it yourself and reaching out to outside sources that are there to help you. It's so fucking powerful. But at the same time, it's hard as hell too, because there's a lot of ego and a lot of pride in the human existence. Right. So I hope that answered the question. I don't know. Yeah, it did. It did because get, so the biggest thing that got you out of your comfort zone was asking for help, Mm -hmm. which also turned out to be the best thing that you needed. When, if you don't mind me asking, when was it that you discovered that you needed to ask for help? Like, was it the night after? Was it before? Like, cause uh, people will be able to go and listen to your episode where you talk exactly about the night that like changed your life. But is that, when was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anyone who wants to listen to it, it's episode 10 on my podcast. Um, It's my journey of overcoming domestic violence. But yeah, it was, it happened March, the night of March 12th into the morning of March 13th, 2021. That morning, it was maybe, no, that afternoon, like one o'clock in the afternoon, the next day, my sister booked me a flight back home to New Jersey. And I've been here ever since. But it was in that moment when I realized like, yo, something has got to give. Because even before that relationship that I was in, I was in an eight and a half year long, on and off again, toxic relationship that I also have an episode about on my podcast, anyone who wants to listen to it in full detail. But I just found myself like repeating these same patterns and attracting these same type of toxic people. And each relationship got worse with the toxicity. And I just got to the point where I was like, yo, I'm fucking tired of feeling like this. I'm tired of finding myself in these situations. Like I'm trying to do shit to level up in my life. And then I feel like 10 steps forward and then 20 steps backwards you know what I mean like that's been a repeating pattern in my life and it was just to the point I was like yo something's got to give and if I really sit back and look at it there is a common denominator in every single one of these relationships and that was me and for the first time in my life is when I took accountability and I was like I'm playing a role in these situations clearly there's something about me that needs to be fixed because why am I attracting this certain type of toxic partner? Why am I accepting this disrespect from this person? Why am I allowing this shit to happen? What is it about me that I need to fix? And it wasn't until I changed that mindset where I was able to start healing from that shit. Taking accountability is hard as fuck. Let me tell you something, Brenda. I was the type of person who would play the victim. Woe was me. Oh, everything happens to me. All of that shit. And I know a lot of people who are listening may have those same thoughts. And that's why I bring it up because I'm, I know I'm not the only one feeling that way. But like I said, it wasn't until I sat down, I looked in the mirror and I was like, bitch, you need to heal your shit. Cause there's something about you that you don't love yourself you don't have these feelings of worth or confidence or whatever the fuck it is that's what needs to be healed before you can even decide to entertain someone else so yeah 
<laughs> yeah, and, Ooh, and I think like this is a therapy session, girl. <laughs> and, uh, that's how I really do be with us, though, man. Because God, my my episode with you, I was just like, I was very shocked that I didn't cry. I think I might have teared up, but then that's when I knew I was like, yes, I've been doing the mm. work. Like, yes. um, so with that, with doing the work, a couple things after what you just said, I was thinking, um. Oh, I think it left me. It'll come back to me. But okay. about doing the work, um, this, I think this process too, like what people don't acknowledge is that it could be very scary. The mm-hmm. fear of having to dig back into these old memories and feeling like shit. I didn't even like how it felt then. Why am I going to refill it? <laughs> you know? Come on. Um, hell yeah. And, and I think that's a big scary one for our culture too. Just that fear of like, we just go through so many generations of like just bury that shit down like just bury mm-hmm. that shit down um Absolutely. and oh that's the other thing about needing to um thank you because i needed the right needing to to forgive the people in order to release the energy that also stays mm. so i'm big like after mm, after we did our episode up. i was thinking oh good i'm glad it resonates i was just thinking like in this past week i've had such a good week i've been coaching myself every fucking day in the morning like i've been sticking to my shit right and i was mm-hmm. just thinking like yes i it doesn't mean i ever want to fucking talk to the person i forgave it doesn't right. I mean that i ever want to see like that i'm gonna forget none of that but it just means that i am choosing to no longer because even anger is energy i am choosing to no longer fucking have any piece of my energy flow out to you because i need that shit to go everywhere that i'm trying to go i know the mission of why i'm doing this shit because like you said like we feel so fucking alone all the time and then you realize there's like a hundred of us out there but a thousand of us out there but nobody wants to talk about it because it's fucking uncomfortable like again Mm. uncomfortable our Mm. brain wants us to be comfy you know watching this shit on a netflix special but then in real life we ain't gonna do that shit you know like (laughs) so (laughs) so with that being said what are your thoughts on that Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because literally like me and my daughter um, had this conversation the other day. So a little bit of context. So my ex-boyfriend, the one who abused me, he is currently in prison for what he did to me. He's serving a four year sentence. Um, So, you know, there's like zero communication. I know I'm never going to see him ever again. The forgiveness part has been the hardest thing for me. And in previous episodes on my own podcast, when I've talked to other people, like I've asked that question, like, how do you feel around forgiveness for someone who hurt you? And, you know, other people would say these beautiful answers, like, yeah, you got to forgive them so you can forgive yourself and all these things. And I remember in certain conversations I had, I was like, I'm not there yet. Like, I'm still angry. I still have these feelings towards this individual that I loved so much and I thought I was going to spend my forever with. And I'm just not there to the point where I'm ready to forgive him. Me and my daughter the other day, it was actually last week during, um, I was taking her to the bus stop and I was just sitting there thinking the, the night before, actually, I was in bed thinking, you know, it's the end of the year. A lot of people have these rituals of like re- reminiscing about the year that they had and releasing and manifesting for the year to come. And I told her, I was like, I want to do something. I want me and you to write letters to the people who have hurt us. I did that 
um, for my daughter's father years and years ago because, like I said, um, well, I don't know if I said I said on another podcast, but he hasn't been in her life since she was two. She's 13 now. And that was super therapeutic, like writing a letter, forgiving him for leaving. And then I burned it. So I told her, I was like, listen, I want us to write letters to people who have hurt us. I want us to get those feelings out, whatever comes up, let it out. And then we're going to have this ritual that we're going to burn it. And then we're going to manifest this new energy that we want to come for 2023. And I feel like now that it's almost been two years since that whole situation happened, that I am ready to let go of those feelings of anger and resentment and guilt and shame and all of the shit that I've been feeling towards him. And I know that I don't want to just think it like I literally want to write it out or type it out and read it out loud. I'm so excited to do it, but I'm so scared at the same time for what's going to come up because ever since he had that prison sentence, like I closed the chapter, the book, I closed the book of the, of that chapter. Like I was talking to my advocate and she told me everything that was happening. And she was like, do you want to continue getting notifications from the prison system? You know, if he moves to another jail or if he dies or if something happens, you will automatically get notified And I thought to myself, I was like, no, like he was sentenced. This happened. I don't want to re-trigger my trauma that I've been trying for a year and a half to heal from. I'm closing it off and I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah, we're done. But now I feel like I'm at the point in my life that I just want to let it go. Like it's something that happened to me. I'm never going to forget about it, but I no longer want to have that situation define me and who I am as a whole person because I am so much more than what I went through and I'm at the same time I'm how do I say it I'm not grateful that it happened to me and I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody but if it didn't happen the way that it happened me and you would not be sitting down right now having this conversation I would not be able to talk about it in this way and just the amount of growth that I've had from such a horrible thing that I went through I am so fucking grateful for because the girl that I was two years ago I am not the same person and it gets me emotional just to think about like I'm so fucking proud of me Brenda like the girl that I was compared to who I am now She is such a fucking amazing person. She is thriving. She is out here, like, changing lives. And I never in my life would have thought that I would be able to be this type of person. And it's not, it only happened because of the shit that I went through. And for that, I am so grateful to my ex for everything that we went through. Because he changed me in that fucking night. Ooh. God damn. Yeah, every time. I'm in therapy right now. (laughs) Every single time. You and I, every single time. It's been a couple times. But we just, because, yes, yes to it all. I'm going to just take a minute. Yes. Yes. Can we just sit in this feeling real quick? (laughs) Yes, because even as you're talking, I was like, bitch, you healed me. (laughs) 
because you said it's been two years and and now you're ready you know with me it had been what 2015 almost almost close to seven years Mm-hmm. Like, dude, already fucking took seven years of a teenager to getting into early adulthood, yeah. and then another seven years of me holding this fucking energy in. Not until I listen to your podcast, and then I'm like, it's time to let this shit go. Mm. So thank you, Leanne. Thank you, my well, flowers. You. One day I'm just gonna give you real flowers, yeah. and you gonna know why. Don't even yeah. ask why. Be like, we know. <laughs> All right. If anything that you've heard has been resonating with you and you're like, damn, I just need to learn so much. I have so many questions. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Brenjay Life Coaching. And there's a link in my bio where it will lead you straight to like a questionnaire and Calendly link. And you can see if you'd be a good fit to work with me one on one. Um, and if not, make sure that you've checked out my website as well. Uh, www.brenjaylifecoaching.com. And you have more info there, more about me, more how to work with me. And there will also be two freebies. One of them is how to choose the right life coach for you. And it's like four steps on how to choose that right life coach. Because at the end of the day, it might not be me, but I just really, really am an advocate for people having life coaches. So even if it's not me, you should probably find yourself a life coach. And B, the other um, freebie is a list of my favorite books to kickstart your personal development journey. So make sure you go check those out and let's get back to the episode because it's true. Yeah. And that's the thing, like everyone's journey is so different and I think that's so beautiful, but in order for you to really reach those next levels of healing, like you have to feel all of the shit that comes up and it's uncomfortable. It's, it's scary. It's unknown. Like I have no idea what type of feelings are going to come up when I write that letter with my daughter, but I know like I'm going to have like this out of body experience because I've been holding on to this shit for so fucking long. And I'm just, I'm tired. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel like, he still has control over me like no fuck you I'm taking my power back and in order for me to do that I gotta let you go completely and I have to forgive you for what you did to me doesn't necessarily mean that I need to have you back in my life because that's never gonna happen but just knowing that like I'm okay and thank you for making me realize who the fuck I am that's powerful yes Yes. Another thing that I want to touch on now that you mentioned it, like doing this with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yep. That simple thing, ladies and gentlemen, if there's dudes listening, is how you break generational cycles. Mm-hmm. I got to I got to just drop it there. Yes. Because absolutely. you are using the tools that you've been learning that, you know, help you heal. And just because her daughter is younger doesn't mean that she's excused from the human experience. Mm. She has all kinds of feelings and God knows who she, maybe she's going to feel like she needs to forgive herself. Maybe you, maybe her dad, like who knows, who knows. Right. But the simple fact that you're already showing her the tools to know how to do some shit like that is huge, huge. And that's the thing. Like I, I shout out to my parents. I don't know what the fuck I would do without them, but I, 
I didn't have that growing up. I never had a relationship with either my mom or my dad where I felt safe enough to come to them, to be vulnerable with them, to talk to them about shit. Like, I hid my pregnancy from my parents. I got pregnant when I was 19 for the first trimester. Like, they did not know that I was pregnant. Like, that's just how it was for me growing up. We never had conversations around, like, our feelings. Like, no, we're the type of family that you sweep shit under the rug. It doesn't happen. And the next day, everything's rainbows and butterflies, and we're not going to address it. And for me... I know that has caused so much trauma in my own life and my own journey. I don't want my daughter to experience those feelings. So she knows everything. Like she, I told her everything about what happened with me and my ex. Like there is nothing that we don't talk about. And I think just being able to see that I am shifting that narrative and I am breaking the generational trauma that has been passed down that is like holy shit the other day she told me we were having this deep ass conversation I forgot what it was about but at the end of it she stopped and she was like you know mom I feel like I can really trust you and I can talk to you about anything and that makes me feel so happy and when she told me that I was like yes like I'm fucking doing it because I didn't have those feelings growing up and to like hear that validation like that's the type of person that I am that's one of my love languages like I like words of affirmation like when she told me that it was just like damn even with all the shit that me and her have gone through because we've gone through a lot of shit just to know that my daughter trusts me and she feels safe with me and she can talk to me about anything like literally there's nothing that we don't talk about I've always fucking wanted that and now that I have that with my own daughter I'm like god being a mom is hard as fuck but this is worth it (laughs) yes that is fucking amazing because that is the big thing and I think that's where a lot of uh well you know speaking for myself like that's Mm -hmm. where the mommy and daddy issues come from of just like you feel some type of way about the things that they've said or done, but you don't feel comfortable enough to have that conversation with them. And not in safety wise, it might not even be because they, it's going to get physical. They're going to beat mm-hmm. you. I know for some people it might be, but it might yeah. just be like, what if they don't apologize? What if they don't get it? What if they, right. you know, whatever it is, there's just so much fear comes up because it's mm-hmm. new because you've never yeah. seen it, you know, shown to you. And so, you know, just again, like that's super huge. And like you said, I, my daughters are two and three months. Yeah. So, but <laughs> by the time early. they're 13, if, yeah. if I could have that kind of conversation and that kind of relationship with my daughters, like that's goals because that's what you want. That's when, that's when, you know, like if they ever end up in a situation like the ones that you and I were in, they're going to feel yep. safe enough and comfortable enough to be like, mom like this is going on I'm feeling like this or this or that and we're gonna be able to have the tools to help them and know because I think that with with the situation with me even like by the time my mom found out it was too late I was too far deep like there was nothing that she could and no nothing because she threatened and she tried and she and Mm -hmm. nothing she could say or do like by the time she caught on was you know where maybe had I had that relationship with her at that time I would have been able to express to her at 15 like oh this guy and once she would have found out she would have been like oh fuck no Mm -hmm. like she would have been able to step in right Right. so that's that's really really huge um 
Yeah, and I just want to add one more thing before we move on to the next thing. Like, that it sounds beautiful, but that happened with therapy. Like, I had her in therapy, and there was a couple of sessions that me and her were together with the therapist. And the therapist told me straight up, like, your daughter wants to be able to talk to you and for you not to react. And that brought me back to how my mom is. I love her. She's in the next room. But she's the type of person that she reacts immediately. And that same toxic cycle was being passed down to my daughter. And it's a work in progress. I'm not perfect. I'm not mom of the year. I have my moments where I revert back. But being able to realize when it's happening and then having those conversations where my daughter is like, yo, I feel safe. That makes it so worth it. And it's my responsibility as a parent to continue that narrative with her, to continue letting her know, you can talk to me about anything. I'm not going to judge you. And I try to tell her that, like, yo, I've been you. I was a 13-year-old. I've had relationships, too. Like, I get it. So because of my experience, I just want you to be able to talk to me because I've been there and I understand. And it's really like our relationship has really, really grown in the past couple of years. It wasn't always like that. But yeah, it's crazy being a mom. (laughs) Yeah. And I think too, like with what you said right now with your mom, it's just like as you do this healing journey too, you also learn to have this compassion for your parents that is like, I am not saying that what happened was okay, mm-hmm. but I'm also like saying that I still love you because you gave me life and I still want to work through things. Like my relationship with my mom has gone like 180 already. And with my mm-hmm. dad, it's like, it's, it's like 90, it's getting there, you know? Yeah. Um, And with him too, sometimes I feel like it's even a language barrier. I think that's one thing too, like if some people don't think about your first and a half generation, like I'm a first and a half generation. My dad wasn't born here. He came here like at a, like a adolescent, like 12 years old. So sometimes like my Spanish is decent, but I feel like I don't even know if he has the right, like if we can, because you need, sometimes you need context. Sometimes like it's the way you express yourself, the way you say something. And so sometimes like I can express myself with him the way that I can with my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's this little difference of just like, fuck, like how do I make him understand this? Where my mom, she was already born here. Her, like she, she's bilingual. She's already first generation. So she like, she gets it. She went Mm -hmm. to schools in the hood. Like she, she got pregnant at 15 and a half. Like, all of these things, right? Um, but it, it, the conversation is easier with her. So I do think that also, like, right now that you are um, doing that work with your daughter, it seems like it's also even helping you do that work with your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's pretty cool to see too, because you're you're breaking the cycle, and that's the hard part too about healing. I gotta say, like, you are the one breaking the cycle, so you're learning all the shit, putting yourself through it. And then you're trying to pass it forward to make sure you don't like super fuck up your kids in the process because it's hard. Right. And then you got to also take it back and like to establish those boundaries with the other ones because you're like, no, 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 I'm not functioning the same way I used to. Mm -hmm. And you this is a new me. So you got to get used to the new me. And I love you. 
There's a lot of resistance that comes up with that too, you know, because our parents and the generation then and even before, like, they didn't have the resources that we have now. So what we have is such a privilege and we need to hold space and be compassionate with them that like, they only knew what they knew and they don't have the tools that we have. So yeah, some resistance is going to come up. Like me and my mom have had really deep and meaningful conversation, conversations, but she's also like my biggest trigger. Like she Mm. will, I love that woman to death, but she triggers the fuck out of me. And it's, it's, it's difficult when you're on this personal development journey and then something happens and it, it brings you back to how you were. It's like, fuck, I don't want to keep doing that. But you know, it's this constant, just going through the motions and honoring yourself to not feel bad when you do have those moments where you, you know, revert or fall back to the shit that you used to do. But you know, someone needs to break the cycle and we're doing that and it's not easy, but you can be the one to break those barriers and just know that it is a work in progress every single day. There's good days and there's bad days. There's amazing days and there's not so good days, but as long as you're working towards it every single day, you're golden. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, you can you can disagree, but I feel like anyone who's doing this fucking work, regardless of how hard. And yes, because there's fucking days where you're like, Get in the hat. like, why did I even fucking try this? I, I could just be fucking doing the same old shit I was doing and it'd be fine. You know, like there's those days. But at the end of it, I have to say that it's worth it. Yeah. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. Just to see the growth within me and to see that. It's benefiting the relationship with my daughter. It's so fucking worth it. So worth it. Absolutely. Well, I want to be mindful of the time. And I feel like people probably already got a shit ton out of this, which (laughs) it's easy to get. Um, I could talk to you all day, okay? (laughs) I know, I know. The day that we meet in person, God, Uh, people better just give us some space because it's going to (laughs) be... Um, one last of, of like the questions that I want to get out from you is like, how do you define your daydream life? Oh, my daydream life. I say this all the time and people laugh when I say it, but like, I'm dead ass serious. And for people who don't know what dead ass means, I'm from New Jersey. That's the East coast. And when people say dead ass, it's like, I'm serious as fuck. Right. So <laughs> I just had to put that into context because I know you from Cali. So you might hear like, dead ass, what the fuck does that mean? But my daydream life is me having this podcast that I that I created turn to this global phenomenon. Like I want to be the Latina Dr. Phil. And when people hear Ooh. that, they laugh, but I'm like, yo, I'm dead ass serious. Like I want to have this platform that everybody knows about that everyone listens to whether I end up on Sirius XM or I have my own TV show that I'm legit like Dr. Phil but the Latina version who doesn't have a doctorate degree and I'm just out here helping people with their shit and just having these conversations that we need to have like that is my fucking dream. And I know it's going to happen. I'm putting in the work now. It's not easy. There's days that I want to give up. I'm like, oh, is anyone even fucking listening? What's the point? You know what I mean? But I know that there's 
this bigger picture and this bigger purpose to everything that I'm doing. And I know one day I'm going to get there. So I'm just putting it out there that I'm going to be the Latina Dr. Phil. Okay. (laughs) I'm feeling it. And you know, part of manifesting is making sure that you're attaching feeling to it. So let me really get center this feeling in my body because once you're there, you're going to come and be like, Brenda, let's come talk about some (laughs) shit. Remember when we started talking 20 years ago, like those are now the kind of friendships that I'm invested in y'all. I'm invested in the friendships where we are fucking growing for a couple decades where we don't have to talk all the fucking time and be like that. Oh, hey, girl, we're BFF. No, no. And I also know in the relationship that we have, like if something were to happen, I could send you a voice memo on DM and be like, girl, this I'm going through this shit right now. And you're going to hold space for me. You know, like shit, you be helping me with my thing. I was like, I want to get people on, but I don't know. You said Google Forms, bishops. here's the link. Go do this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the thing. That, that, like that's also a thing that's been so amazing with this platform and this brand that I'm creating is the power of community and just aligning yourself with like-minded people is so fucking powerful like you don't need to be this lone wolf that oh I can do everything on my own and I don't need any help from nobody like no fuck that you want to align yourself with people who are on your same wavelength who are understand your vision who fucking cheer you on who want to see you win and if you have people in your life right now that are the complete opposite they gotta go yes sometimes that's family Sometimes that's a best friend that's been in your life for 25 fucking years, but she'd be talking some bullshit every time you guys get together. Sometimes that's a workplace that you're staying at because you're comfortable because of the benefits, because of the paycheck every two weeks, but you're fucking miserable with your coworkers who only talk shit and a boss that micromanages every day. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you got to let go of the shit that you got to let go of the comfortability stop Mm -hmm. fucking staying small and staying stagnant and keeping these people who don't want to see you win like if you really want to reach next levels of being the best version of yourself you got to be around like-minded people like millionaires hang out with other fucking millionaires they don't hang out with the broke bitches that (laughs) don't have shit going for themselves you know what i mean and it's the same thing with like this whole thing like i'm around so many amazing people that i haven't even met in person There's more people online who have held me up and backed me up and supported me than people that I know in my real fucking life. You understand what I'm saying? And it's okay to cut off those conversations and those relationships with toxicity that it's not going to be on your next level of fucking healing. Stop being loyal to time. Okay, stop being loyal to because y'all have been in a relationship for five fucking years and he treats you like shit. Oh, but we've been together for so long. We've gone through so much shit. That was me with the eight and a half year long situation ship that I was in. I stayed so committed to this piece of shit person because we were together for so long. Fuck that. The minute that me and him broke up, my life fucking flourished. Then it went back to some shit because I didn't really do the work to heal. But in order for you, in this whole fucking rant that I'm just going off is surround yourself with people that you want to not be like, but are inspired by and cut off the fucking people and the relationships and the situations that are no longer serving you. That's it. Yes. That's Woo, drop that mic. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, drop no, that no, mic. No, but don't no, drop no. it because we know it's a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. 
Yes. And you know what? I'm going to even put this little plug in here because since you said you're from New Jersey, I'm pretty sure the homie DJ Dramos is also from Jersey. I don't know if you heard of him, but we homies. And, oh, really? Um, and he's through uh, iHeart Cultura. So, mm-hmm. Dramos, if you're listening to this, I'm going to send it to you so you can listen to it. Yes. You need to, like, when you in your meetings, <laughs> talk about Leanne. She also from Jersey. She yes. helping women get their shit together. Talking about the shit that we don't want to talk a shit about because it's uncomfortable, <laughs> but we need to. Yes. So, yeah, you the homie. You know, and, and the funny thing, too, is that I thought about him even when you started this little rant at the end. It was because... <laughs> You said like it sometimes feels lonely and he he started this company that I think is called Mind of a Young Lord or something like that. And like mm-hmm. I have one of his T-shirts and the T-shirt says like it doesn't have to be lonely at the top. And mm-hmm. it's like a picture of a brain. And it's like it doesn't. But yeah. you need to trust your instincts when you meet these people. Do they are they really wanting to vibe with me or are they just trying to see what they're going to get out of it? Like, yes, yep. every relationship is give and take. We're networking. and We're yes. But I'm going to hold this person accountable. I'm going to be their cheerleader on and on but yes it's dropping the the even the relationships that you said like we are yes to time like Mm -hmm. i when you said that that shit like took put an aha in my head of like yeah you do that with jobs oh i've been at this job 10 years oh i've known this person oh whatever like so fucking what (laughs) you know i only say that because i was that girl like no shade to nobody like i say the shit that I say because I've lived that experience and I realized how it kept me small and stagnant and just being able to be on the other side of that like I've learned so much about myself on my own journey to healing and that's why I share it because like we said before people are feeling the same fucking way that we're talking about and in order for you to not feel alone we need to have these conversations so yeah, that's why no shade to nobody, but I only say it because that's me. That's what I yeah. lived. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the time when we do our podcast or me as a podcaster, a lot of the shit that I'm saying is like I'm saying to me too. Yeah. Like, like fuck I, I fall under <laughs> this. <laughs> Don't think I'm saying you. I'm saying me. Right. <laughs> and it could be me last week. Right. <laughs> All right, girl. So we've gotten to the end. Where can people find you, plug in all the stuff, and I'll make sure I'll put it in the notes because I know y'all want to see her. I know y'all want to be like, this is going to be the homegirl. I'm going to be listening to her shit, so plug yeah. it all in. Well, first and foremost, once again, thank you so much for having me. I can talk to you all day. Like, just having these conversations really fucking lights me up. And just to see Latinas taking up space and, you know, just creating our own seat at the table is so fucking beautiful. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for having me on continue doing it you're killing it um but you can follow me i'm on a couple of things but the main um platform is instagram that's my home that's my baby uh watch us thrive podcast also on tiktok under the same handle watch us thrive podcast i'm on youtube i started it but there's nothing on there that's my goal for 2022 to turn my audio podcast episode into video um watch us thrive podcast as well I'm on Twitter, W-U-T podcast underscore. Don't forget the underscore. And last but not least, my beautiful website that launched like two months ago, W-U-T podcast.com. That's where all my episodes are. I have a couple blog posts on there. I'm definitely going to try and push that out more in 2023. And listen to my podcast everywhere. It's called Watch Us Thrive. Literally everywhere. 
Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, like wherever the fuck you want to listen to a podcast, it's there. Brand new episodes drop every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I do drop bonus episodes sometimes on Fridays. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please, y'all, leave your girl a rating and review. That's how I'm able to reach new listeners. And it just gives me the motivation that, like, bitch, you doing something. And they like it. So that's yes. me. <laughs> yes. Woo. I love you so much, Leanne. Thank I you so, you. so much you. for Thank coming you. on. All right, so if you haven't got annoyed of me already, make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Coaching, and that you are following the podcast. So whether you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher, uh, make sure you hit the little follow button so that you know when new episodes come out. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and even Spotify, because I think Spotify allows you to rate and review now too, please, please, please review the podcast. That is the only way that I can get help from you, the listener, um, to grow this episode and sharing it with people. Go ahead and like share it on your stories and tag me on it. I want to see who's listening and what um, people are saying about it. And if you have any questions or any comments, suggestions for topics that you want to hear me speak about on the podcast, just go ahead and DM me on Instagram, Toxica, so that I know that you heard me on here. And um, I can't wait to respond. So until next time, sincerely, Toxica and Recovery.